Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Nikia Whitaker Woody, and I am the event coordinator for VA World Conference. And today we are going to be speaking with Ms. Georgianne Getton of GSD. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you, and welcome for welcome to being here. Um, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, happy to. Um, so, hi, everyone. My name is Georgianne Getton, and I'm the CEO and founder of. GSD Solutions, and one of our primary services is virtual event production, but as a company, what we do is provide um, organizations with the tools and technologies necessary to bring together human capital and their software stack. So figuring out what type of tools that they need to ensure that their business is running in the digital world, and then the proper, um, properly trained tech individuals to actually execute on that. That is super cool. I love event coordination, as everyone knows. I'm not good at it, but I'm working on it. I was glad that we have people like you in the industry that can help out those of us who are handicapped. So are you an introvert or extrovert? Um, I would say myself identified extrovert. I'm very much a people person. I like to talk. I like to connect. I like to go out, interact. Like I like to be in the world. <laughs> oh, that's good. So how has COVID really affected you? Um, COVID has... Um, affected me in like an interesting way. So I figured, so I'm, I'm happy and I'll say this, I'm happy I figured out how to be an extrovert and interact and connect and talk in the, in the digital world before the pandemic happened. Um, because I, you know, I had that mix. So two, about two, three years prior to the pandemic, um, I had my daughter and when I had my daughter, um, my family and I, we moved um, upstate New York. And so we were about two hours, two and a half hours away from family and friends. I had to start digitizing almost everything that I did. Like, you know, tech and digital was part of my work, but I would still go to events and see people plan events, produce events, et cetera. And then when I had to go completely quote unquote online, um, I had to figure out, okay, how do I make this feel good? How do I um, network with people? How do I find people? How do I connect? How do I still be excited and, you know, interactive? And that's when I discovered virtual events and, you know, how I could make virtual events more energetic. And, you know, that was, that ended up becoming one of our premier services because of that, you know, kind of life need that happened earlier. Um, but weirdly enough, as uh, the last 12 months would show it, once I started going back to in-person events, you know, being vaxxed, vaxxed up and all that stuff, I would get overwhelmed. <laughs> so I went, my first event in person was last year, June. It was an event in my June or July. And it was an event in Miami. And maybe there was mm, 30 to 40 people. And I was just like, this is exhausting. Why is there so many people here? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have so, my first you know, networking event yeah. next week. And I'm a little nervous because, for one, I've never met these people. But for two, it's a new organization. And I'm, I'm pitching a new business. So it's new. And I don't know the pitch yet. And so it's all, like, so I'm so verklempt for real. Oh my God. I hear it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you, I think energy is a very important thing. Like I'm not going to dive deep into it because I don't get that deep, but I definitely feel like it's, you know, the energy around it. Um, during the pandemic, a lot of us were enclosed. And so whatever energy, your children, your spouse, your partner, your household, or even if, if you lived alone, you're not circulating that energy or the energy is different. And now we're coming back out full grown adults. We're all excited. We're all like, upset or um you know wanting to do more and so it's just like that energy just like clashing together you get exhausted so quickly <laughs> yeah so yeah so um I understand that you t pivoted because you had your daughter so congratulations on that even though Thank I know you. Well, 
Um, do you have any regrets or is there anything that you wish you could have done sooner? Um, I would say not more, not in the, not directly towards the business, but this thing impacted the business greatly. We're just building up my confidence, right? Building up my confidence in the sense of being able to charge more for my services and um, acknowledging that people did need the service, right? A lot of folks, when I started doing virtual events, people were just like, you know, people want in-person events, they want to connect, they want to do this and forth. And I'm like, yes, you're right. But I also think that there's space for this and I would underprice a lot. So when it did come time to raise our prices, it was a little difficult because I didn't have that like pricing confidence. I'm one of those people, I, I want to do good work, right? I really want to um, make sure that things work well and people are having a great time as well as making sure that it's in- affordable and inclusive. And so because of those both, you know, carefulness as well as slight insecurities I would undercharge for my services and I'm giving like 110% like no matter what I do I'm going above and beyond but because of those personal things I would be charging you know pennies on the dollar and often certain certain clients may devalue your work because of the fact that you're not charging enough because they're like okay I got 10 proposals this one's coming in at a dollar and everybody else is coming at 20 and it's like it's going to automatically look like you're not going to bring the value but you may be the most valuable one in the deck but you're just not being conscious of your 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 own pricing um model because of your confidence level so how do you work on that um it's constant it's consistent and every day like i have to kind of like you know affirm myself like you know you are valuable you're doing great work as well as I like to see data I'm a very data focused like nerd so I want to see the numbers like show me the numbers show me the proof right you know what's the explanation behind it so I keep this running log of like um accomplishments that I've had whether it's like personal goals that I've hit or professional goals that I've hit or features or speaking opportunities or um you know business goals to say you know and it's not nothing like I go flaunt around like hey here's my role and you know this is my success log but it's for me to go back in when I'm feeling I'm afraid or insecure and I'm like girl do you see this we are seven pages in this spreadsheet what are you talking about like hello like let them know yeah (laughs) I have a question because I know that I am dealing with this right now I have a passion for mental health advocacy and I feel like people seek me out to be their assistant for that reason love to do it don't mind to do it but how do you balance the wanting to be good at something and charging them because you are good at something yeah i think it it comes down to boundaries so last year um i dove into studying boundaries heavily right um and you know that that confidence stuff is also tied back to boundaries and habits as well and i think as women right naturally we're almost raised in the aspect of you know give 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 and you may get something back in return but don't expect it and so because of that we naturally minimize ourselves and you know just want to make sure everybody else and everything else around us is good because we're like i'll come back from this i'll 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 be fine you know i'll i'll turn crumbs into a pie any day and so what we have to do is set those boundaries right you know look at our figure to ourselves say what do i want out of this what do what would make me feel good that truly and honestly gives me the the, the state of mind that I need to work on this, um, the financial support that I need to work on this and feel good inside and out. Because when you're feeling good inside and out, you're able to 
pour even more into the, the, the cups of others because now your cup is overflowing versus trying to skim and give a little bit here and a little bit there because you only have half a cup. If your cup is overflowing, you could you could pour into 10 cups, you could pour into 20 cups and your cup is still full because you feel healthy, you feel solid. So building those boundaries, whether it's you're taking back some of your time or saying, you know, in order for me, you want me at my 100%, you want me at my 110, it's going to look like X amount of dollars, right? Um, could I do it at $50 an a, a, a hour or $50 a day? Absolutely. What would that look like? You're not going to get the best me. You're not going to get the best results. And we're, you're going to get angry. I'm going to get angry. We're all going to be angry. Why? When we could, you know, at this rate, at this, this, um, this time frame, right? You know, I'm working these hours of the day. Do not text me after hours, you know. If you want me to be at my best, I need my rest. I need to go watch my Netflix after work and I need to go take a, I need to go be in bed by 10 o'clock and I'm gonna come back to you at tomorrow, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. That's the boundaries that have to be set. If I'm up till 2 a.m., I can't call you back at nine because I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna be asleep and I, I, I'm gonna be agitated or, or, um, and, I'll, and I'll stop there. Yeah, as new business owners, I think we all run into the we want to be helpful. You know, we all want to help a nonprofit, and then they're like, "Well, nonprofits don't have nobody." So mm -hmm. I, I definitely understand that. But I, I'm I'm definitely struggling with the I want to be helpful, but I kind of need to be paid for this. So, who is your dream? What is your dream client? Yeah, my dream client is definitely a business owner that is currently scaling um, their business to be identified as like, you know, small, medium sized business. And, you know, they have traction, they have customers coming in and they're in that spot where they know they're ready to grow and they're willing to in, um, invest in growing. Mm -hmm. And investments don't have to be financial. It could be, you know, they're worthy to invest the, the resources. So it could be time energy or financial to to take it to that next level they really real, realize they've hit the top of what they can do by themselves and now they know that they need the support and so we come in set up those systems amplify those systems optimize those systems for them and to me that's just a, such a fun stage right before that like you said they don't have the capital to really make all the the solid decisions that they want and again this is not you know, you got to be a million dollar company. Like as you get into scale of whatever scale looks like to you, then it's like, oh, this is fun, right? You know, you're going into this new phase. There's a lot of things to learn on a personal and a professional level. There's a lot of systems that you have to, um, you know, move into. So it's almost like that business is no longer a baby. Now they're like starting high school or they're starting college. Like that stage is like, oh, we, we could talk about the things that um, you know, or PG-13, you know, we're relating it back to that child example versus like kind of being too soft or being too baby. We could push it in a certain way. We could um, bring out certain emotions and feelings and questions that, you know, you may not have the answers to if you're too small yeah. or you may have answered a thousand times if you're too big. So I like that. Or we grow in together phase. I can't wait until we can grow together. <laughs> I have... Um... <laughs> We bought the Run the World software, and now we bought another software with a lifetime license. And I can't wait to outgrow that one. So I'm I'm totally on board for what you're saying. Can't wait till we can collaborate together. <laughs> what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone starting out in their career, whether it be tech or just virtual? Yeah, one piece of advice I would say is to slow down. Right, you know. Um, a lot of us, especially when we're trying to do grow, go work, we move really fast. Um, and not only fast in completing the work for the clients, but fast in, um, you know, feeling like we need to do all these things all the time. There is time, right? You just have to space it out. So if you want to take a nap or a vacation or have a meal, like eat your lunch, slow down. You can have lunch today. You don't have to, yes, the deadline's coming up, but 
if you're not properly rested, if you're not pacing yourself, you will become burnt out. And a burnt out version of you is going to give negative results versus a well-rested, a well-fed, a well a physically, mentally, emotionally stable version of you is going to do so much better than the burnt out version of you. And, you know, don't let anyone tell you, you know, you got to work and no sleep. Like there are days that you're going to have to stay up, but you'll, you'll, but th- that should not be the norm. That's the better way to put it. That should not be the norm. Slow down and pace yourself um, at your own rate, right? Don't let social media fool you. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is one thing in your business that you didn't expect? Um, one thing in my business that I did not expect, okay, I will say this, right? Um, the mental as well as emotional toll that would it would take moving from being um a freelancer, so a smaller business to a CEO were running a bigger agency because you know I used the title CEO, but it was just me. I'm in chief executive officer in charge of me, myself, and I, right? That's one thing. But being a CEO and in charge of other people on your team, scaling up, growing your team, there's a lot more pressure involved, right? You know, you're responsible for somebody's salary, right? You're responsible for making sure that a client doesn't treat your employee, your team member um, in a negative manner. They have respect for them, you know, that systems and processes are in place. So I would definitely say the mental and emotional toll that it took to realize like you know you can delegate you can have support like all of that that I did not expect like I because I didn't I didn't even know it was a shift like I didn't I'm just like oh you know business growth but I didn't know that that happened when, when you grow yeah that's that's interesting because I feel like I want to do it all because I love doing it and so it's like mm-hmm. am I ever gonna say hey can you help me I don't I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet I don't know I, I think I like the, the control of it too Cause I mean, if I get it done, it's done the way I like it. It's done the way I want it. And I don't have to be like, well, did you do that? Did you do that? Did you do that? So that that's me. Yeah. How do you it comes practice- to its own beast. <laughs> I know. How do you practice self-care? Um, so my self-care practice and how do I practice self-care is um what I mentioned a little bit earlier, setting those boundaries, um, putting better habits in place. So uh, for example, I started to go to the gym, I go to the gym every weekday. Um, or workout, you know, sometimes I can't make it to the gym, whether I have meetings or whatever, I'll make sure I work out at home. YouTube has all the videos, guys. Um, make sure you're watching them, you know, you, you have access to things, um, as well as I take the time that's necessary, right? Before I would try to do so many things so fast. Now I'm like, okay, if I think something's gonna take me 30 minutes, I slot out two hours for it. Because mm-hmm. if, you know, things are going wrong in the beginning, middle and end, and then I have children, I'm just like, things will go crazy real fast. And then that brings up my anxiety levels. And now I can't be my best self for that thing. So I'm just like, okay, it's going to take me 30 minutes. If I could allot two hours, let's do that. More time than, and, and not, it's better to have more time and not need it than less time and be stuck or, you know, feel over, overstressed. Um, I started getting more uh, uh, massages as well as like just a little thing, like doing my hair, getting my nails done, a, a lot of that um, more often just to feel good um, and be taken care of a little bit. Um, as well as, um, you know, I read a lot, <clears throat> so I'll read audiobooks, physical books, and that definitely just like takes my mind away as well as writing. So th- those are some of the ways I practice self-care, just, you know, be really being patient with myself and honoring my boundaries and then getting back my time to go to the gym, work out, eat healthier, um, and read. Okay. So how mm-hmm. are you finding work-life balance? Cause I am having a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, delegation, honestly. So you said you, 
um, or thinking about like, you know, growing the team, do you want to do that? Um, I have two kids and the only way I was going to ever be able to do that was by delegating. So I had to take some things off my plate um, and delegation for me looks in, in looks like two different things. So the first way I delegate is by automating stuff. So if I, there are emails I could automate, if there's social media posts, um, getting Instacart delivered, um, you know, different apps. Yeah, look, things like that, you know, having somebody come in and clean, like different, a lot of these different services. And then the second thing I do is outsource. So whether it's outsourcing tasks to my team members, you know, hey, you from marketing department, can you, you know, this actually, you should, you could do this. You should be able to do this or training a person and then passing off tasks because realistically um i have five hours a day to work wow five and that sounds like madness or like maybe some people might say that sounds like madness and other people might say wow that's the life and, that it, the life. and it really no no here here's here's what like it's like it's really because like between the time you know i'm a single mom um i recently got divorced and so by the time i drop my kids off of the school to school go to the gym even even as little as 45 minutes or 30 minutes in the gym by the time I get home and you know fresh get ready and everything it's 10 a.m so I start work at 10 10 to 3 then three o'clock I gotta wind down get the kids dinner homework bedtime read and so in other times of the day as I make I might sneak some time like minutes you know maybe send an email on my phone or wake up um in the after bedtime and edit some videos on the computer but that's like time that I'm sneaking but the, the dedicated time that I have is 10 to 3 so it's like how much can I truly fit from 10 a.m to 3 a.m and I have to move things off my plate so that way the most important things so like sales marketing contracts like the top level stuff that's what I focus on trainings uh, recording production meetings with clients like I have to fit all of that in that time otherwise if it's beyond those hours there's a risk of my kid yelling in the background, you know, somebody's not feeling well, danger happening, like the, the, the risks are higher and yeah. that, yeah, so it's just, you know, yeah, it, I think, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tedious thing to balance. Yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, that was what I was thinking too, but you know, my kids are grown, so I don't, I don't have that issue, but I do have the, I am at work from 6.30 to 3 mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I work on my business and do all the other stuff. So yeah, I can definitely understand the delegation. Um, I meal plan, um, mm-hmm. I prep my food ahead of time, put it in the freezer and just be like, this is what we're having for dinner tonight. Y'all can <laughs> eat it up, you know? So definitely um, yep. planning ahead is is what makes me be able to do what I do all day in here so that they still run out there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and, and, and it's, it's a constant, you know, changing as life, as pieces of your life evolve. You're going to have to like edit that, you know, work life. And I don't even like to call it balance. It's synergy because sometimes work is going to take up more time. You know, um, certain seasons, like right now, it's like conference season or interview season and meeting season. So I let my kids know, like, listen, it's it's busy seasons for mommy. Like, you know, wintertime, it slows down. Some parts of the summertime, it slows down. And then we, then family life takes on more of a toll. They have winter break, summer break, et cetera. But you know, each season. So right now it's maybe like 70, 30. And then as it shifts, you know, 70 is going to, you know, and and it'll keep on ebbs and flow. Yeah. Okay. So I do run a conference. So you feel like this time is busy season because we moved the conference from June to September because we felt like everybody was vacationing. Yeah. So here's the thing. The way I've kind of looked at it is that 
there's two conference seasons. So the first is, I call it spring conference season, and then there's fall conference season. Oh, fall okay. conference season, end of September to, like, early November. Like, the last thing is, like, the November 10th. After that, people are out. Like, winter yeah. break, that's it. Then, the, then, so that's the busier one. So that's, like, okay. prime time conference season. And then the second conference season is the springtime. So that's when you're thinking of, like, college fairs, piss competitions, mm-hmm. expos. That usually happens from, like, some of, there's, like, sprinkles of it in February, but the real heaviness hits, like, the second week of uh, March till about mid-May and oh. then right after Memorial Day again silence until the fall conferences you know people do some events in the summer but realistically that's like a slower season so May March to May September to early November conference season mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I might want to move my conference now. <laughs> <laughs> I might, you know, put it in the middle. So, you know, if you're on vacation, you can visit us. And if you're at home, you can do virtual, you know, make it easy for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that is all I have for you today. I'm super, super appreciative that you came to talk to me. And I do hope that we get to work together really, really soon. So thank you for doing this with me. Absolutely. Um, love sharing my story and just helping any way I can. Okay. Thank you really, really much. Um, I'm going to stop recording.